All right, great. So the the crew's all here. Here we are with the uh, the wonderful Allison, the super awesome Victoria, and last but not least, my man, Joshua Ramos. What's up, John? How you doing? <clears throat> Very well this wonderful fine day. Nice. How is everybody else doing? Hey, John. Doing good. How are you, John? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing fantastic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, here we are. This is our first ap episode uh, of our podcast, and we're going to cover legal stories in the news and talking about all things Buffalo and beyond. Um, so we're going to try and center with that. Um, so one of the... The first things you know that we're going to talk about is uh, is winter driving, and we're also going to talk about a defamation lawsuit with Cardi B because that's in the news, and uh, the really old McDonald's coffee case because I think it's it's a very interesting thing to talk about because still to this day, um, people really think that you know someone spilled coffee on their lap to uh, get big gobs of money. Uh, and that it's that easy. So there's tons of frivolous lawsuits. Anyway, so guys, I just want to ask you guys, so winter driving conditions here in Buffalo, you guys like them or not? Do I like driving in the winter here? Absolutely not. People should be more cautious, but they're not. Some people plow through, you know, and don't even take into consideration other people that are more cautious. So no being from buffalo all my life i still hate the winter months driving yeah. i mean the upbringing of driving i mean i was taught immediately on the roads was it was winter time when i had to start driving for the first time and i mean i don't know sometimes those roads they just plow the middle not <laughs> even going down one way and up the other so, so. that's like I, I feel like you're in a movie like that 300 movie where they just send the kid out to kill a wolf and yeah, if he doesn't kill much. a wolf, it's yeah. like, so when you started driving, they were just like, we're going to toss her out there. Yep, pretty much, because my birthday's in March, so it was just the end of the season, and I mean, they're running out of salt, and I mean, all that, we're done with winter by the time it's March, so. So was that like last year you got your license? <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Yeah, Victoria been... is our, our intern from, from college. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I'll say being a commuter in college, driving up to school every day is not not a fun time, especially if there's, whether it's coming out to get your car at the end of the day after a long day of classes, or even just, I mean, getting the car ready in the morning, right before classes, it's not a fun time. Oh, dude, brushing out. So you, you park outside? Yeah, I have to park outside. No I garage the, for I you. I get the short end of the stick. Uh, Josh, how about you, man? I love the winter drive-in. Every time in Buffalo, we, we all think we're experts about it, but the first snow comes out, everyone forgot that, you know, we have eight more months of this, and let's actually drive with caution. It's always the first snow that gets me because you see all the people getting, um, you know, going off the side of the road, losing control, causing little tiny fender benders. It's just because they forget that, you know, it's Buffalo. We got to drive a little more cautious. And usually it takes the second or third snow before everyone gets back to their uh, – winter driving skills that we're famous for now do each of you have four-wheel drive i have four-wheel drive i i'm never going back either i have all-wheel drive and i didn't right. even know that until last week so my dad <laughs> always wants me with an all-wheel drive yeah, yeah no matter the situation yeah, how about those crazy difference. people that drive like uh, a mustang or something <laughs> in the winter those guys are nuts. I still have the Corvette out, you know. I wait for the snow for that. Isn't that what those cars are for? You exactly. Know? Snow cars. You don't and have snow cars, John? 
Uh, I do not know. I, I take the Corvette out at, you know, it's a winter car, so I go full speed in it. Full speed. I wait for the snow. In fact, it's angled so well, it's like a plow itself. <laughs> you just go underneath the snow. <laughs> it's what the, uh, what is it, the wind tunnel your car creates? It basically plows the road for everyone else. So we know Allison definitely thinks she's a good driver in the snow, so that's good. I, I know that I'm okay. Um, I kind of like, you know, even in the Mustang, I'll pass people uh, on the snowy streets, you know. But uh, and I know Victoria me. is a good driver because her dad will kill her. Yeah, it's one of those things. That and it's, and no I know Josh is a really good driver because I've driven with him before. Almost caused you a couple heart attacks, you know. So oh, yeah. What is it, the uh, motion sickness you get from oh. being in the car with me? Okay, that's car a different sick. story. I can't, if I read anything in the car while a passenger, that's just... Man, that noise, I don't know what it was, but that's what it is with me in motion sickness. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> Attorney-wise, people just got to watch out because, you know, you can't say it was an emergency because of the snow, so I, you know, couldn't control it. Everyone knows it snows, and it's something that we're prepared for all the time. And actually, I think in the past someone has used the uh, it's a snow emergency defense, and the courts uh, and appeals have shot that one down and said, it's Buffalo, it's Western New York, it's New York, we know it snows, drive better. You know, that brings up, um, it brings up something that I think I heard of, and this is what you'll always love, because I think I know legal things. I am not a legal person, I am a marketing person, but the other day I heard somebody talk about a defense that was like um, two evils defense. And so like, let's say you were, um, drunk in a car and or drunk and all of a sudden a forest fire started coming and but you had to hop in the car to escape the forest fire and you drove away and then you got caught by the cop driving drunk you might be able to get off <laughs> john is that a that, is, is that, that doesn't a, even sound right <laughs> I, f I feel like that's a real life story for you <laughs> it might be it, it might be no um, it's uh it, it's called an emergency situation defense so you know, there has been some DWI defenses like, you know, someone needed emergency medical care, ambulance was too long. So for the safety of others and yourself, you know, you commit one wrong. It's like self-defense in uh, a, a murder case. You know, if someone's there to shoot you and you, you know, have to do Jeez. what, you, you know, to yeah. protect yourself, that's your defense. It's defense of yourself. So you know, you could get away with it. But the thing is, when you're in that situation, once you have evaded the danger, you know, let's say you needed to drive a mile away and you're clearly in suburbia now, um, you don't have an excuse to keep driving. Mm -hmm. So that defense is gone. Um, so you have, you have to stop. You know, it's once you're out of the, the present danger, then, you know, you lose that defense. Got it. Oh, man. You're ruining all my defense tips, man. And all my defensives. All right. So I don't, let's, also, I don't think we have too many forest fires in uh, New York. So <laughs> I know. It's Smokey all the Bear is green. not out here. There's Smoke. no Smokey the Bear advertisements <laughs> out here. <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? Do your kids like driving in the snow? Like, do uh, you have three kids? Do they like do you take them out to parking lots and do donuts? Do they like that? Oh, yeah. I put my truck in rear wheel drive and whip it around and take off the traction control and slam their heads against the uh, windows. <laughs> uh, you know, and what's funny is I'll lower the windows and let the snow get in if we get a right drift or something. The kids love it. 
Uh, the, my big issue is just my big issue is just stepping out of the car after we're done with the snow and you get your damn feet all wet. That's the one part about the snow I hate. Yeah. No. No. I. Yeah. Dress shoes and snow suck. I think my biggest pet peeve about snow in particular is when your car is parked outside, you open the door and it all just goes right to the right to the driver's seat. So you sit in the wet. You sit in the wet seat for your whole drive home, and the only thing that's getting you by is if you have a heated seat, it might just make that water a little bit warmer. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, I sure. set that seat like my my wife has. Um, you know, that's what snow brushes are for. <laughs> Even with the snow brush, it still it somehow manages to get. I in. have to get into the vehicle to, to get, get the, the snow brush, brush first, right. yeah. so I have to open the door. Start opening the passenger door. That's right. That's a, ro- like that's that a rookie one. move, Victoria. You got. Well, you gotta you gotta click the uh, the button on the door, the driver's door. To open the door, then unlock the door in the back to then get that door. Was your car from like 1982? <laughs> I know it sounds pretty complicated. Just unlock the car or click the button <laughs> twice. The next time you get in your car, click the button twice. I bet you it opens up all doors. I'd have to use the app. There's no push button. It's a, it's a, it's an app powered um, remote okay. start. Yeah. You know what? Can uh, we talk about that? Because my wife just bought a new Bronco, and so I have the automatic start on mine and it's on my keychain because my car is from 2017 but hers she has to go into an app so it makes it so much difficult you know so much more difficult because she can't just reach for her keys double click on the start button and it starts she has to go into the app fiddle around with it i mean i'll i'll defend this one as a female the keys are automatically at the bottom of the purse so the phone's in the back pocket that's just sexist (laughs) <laughs> I, I do not support that at all. You know, uh, I don't know. I think her phone's at the bottom of her purse with with the keys. Oh, that's fair. That's usually okay. where my phone is. I keep it at the bottom of my purse. Yeah, me too. Me too. I always keep my, my man purse. The snow talk is like uh, the actual snow. It's getting kind of gloomy here. Oh, definitely. It's, it's freezing. Gloomy. It's ridiculously cold, and there's way too much snow, and it hasn't stopped for days. Yeah. Call the weather guy. Tell him to stop it. Yeah. Which one? Josh, you, still, <laughs> uh, you guys still doing fires at your house or no? Yeah, yeah. We put it on uh, every couple of days, get yeah. some uh, wood on there, and uh, enjoy one room that's unbelievably hot as I sit right next to it and watch television when I, before bed. You know, it's always enjoyable. You, you know what we do is, because uh, we have a wood-burning stove, is uh, we do the same thing. The one room gets incredibly hot, but then we bring out like three fans and we just start (laughs) blowing the air everywhere all over the house so that by the time it's like time to go to bed, the whole house is nice and toasty. But you have to bust out three fans, so it kind of looks ridiculous. It's like, let's let's heat it up and then cool that room down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the room goes up to like 80 degrees so it's like it's pretty bad um so what hey what i got next on this thing and i know this is kind of new for us because we we only usually do um personal injury stuff but i just wanted to talk about it because i always had a question about defamation so maybe you know about defamation maybe you don't but cardi b just won a million dollar defamation lawsuit against a youtuber latasha kaby is I, I think I'm saying that right, but um, she goes by by uh, Tasha K, I think, and um, 
and she was she's a gossip maven on YouTube and uh, you know just said all of these horrible things so per billboard um, a Georgia jury awarded Cardi B 1.25 million in damages after two weeks of deliberation also convicting uh, Tasha K of invasion of privacy through portrayal in false light ironically the name of Cardi's breakthrough album uh, and, and infliction of emotional distress. Um, so the one thing I, I was wondering, so there's interesting stuff in the law, like invasion of privacy through portrayal of false light. So I'm guessing that has to do with um, her saying a bunch of negative things and then Cardi B having to prove them through like private things. Like example, um, she ended up saying that uh, the rapper had um, her herpes. Wow! And I know that that is horrible. Well, how would this, you know, YouTuber get this information? Well, exactly. And, and, and she said a lot of other things in regards to being unfaithful to her husband. Um, you know, is that fact? Or I have a question. Getting that. Who, who's Cardi B? <laughs> who's Cardi B? <laughs> Actually, uh, just to tell you, it was um, collectively, I think it was over a $4 million award. You know, they gave out like one and a quarter for actual damages, 1.5 in punitive, um, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, but in that took place in Georgia, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and each state has their own different like defamation rules. In New York State, we don't have that specific tort or cause of action, which uh, is invasion of privacy through whatever you just said, yeah. through portrayal in a false light. But at the end, you know, in New York State, what we do have is uh, some slander and libel rules where if you accuse someone of um, something really bad, such as uh, cheating, something criminal activity, um, which there's a couple of allegations of criminal activity, such as uh, prostitution out there. Um, there's damages are implied, um, and you automatically can proceed with the defamation suit. But or outside of those in New York, you actually have to prove actual damages too. Like, hey, I lost this amount of money because of these allegations, and you have to prove the specific damages. You know, like, hey, I lost 12 business contracts where I was going to make three million dollars. Then you can prove that, as opposed mm -hmm. to you know. I had to give away private information that's, you know, in New York State, generally that won't be allowed because you have to have actual damages unless they're accusing you of some kind of crime that never occurred or having, you know, um, you know, c committed adultery, which is what one of the allegations are. What about this situation, though, where they bring in the picture of her kissing her daughter and then it affects her following, making comments about her? If she has herpes, she shouldn't be kissing her daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, that's horrible. Now you brought a child into this. And, you know, I just think these people that feel that they could comment on other people's lives, that they don't have any factual information. It's just making this, you know, YouTuber have a bigger following by and more know, saying, views. Yeah. It's just that factor of jealousy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cardi, Cardi said that. Uh, she felt extremely suicidal over uh, That's horrible. over Kay's claims here. Uh, the quote is, I felt defeated and depressed, and I didn't want to sleep with my husband. She added, chalking up fatigue, weight loss, migraines, and anxiety, anxiety to the whole ordeal. Now think about, I mean, she's somebody in the public eye. Yeah. Social media in 
general, how many kids and how many other people that don't get to have this kind of a platform, you know, go to a, a court and win money, or I'm not saying one way or another, but the people that sit quietly and suffer from other people's, you know, cyberbullying or something yeah. online. I just think that's information well, all the way around should, you know. That's what I wanted to get at with Josh is like, so this kind of thing though for normal people is really hard to prove, I, I would think. Well, some of the things you can prove like, hey, they accused me of committing a crime. Okay. And you're not guilty of any crime, nor do you have any convictions. Um, but it, it, it is a lot to <clears throat> prove and it's kind of difficult because you also have to, you know, you can't just hear it from someone else that, hey, John told me that Chris said this about me. Okay, because you also need to know how it was said, what manner it was said, the time it was said, the location it was said. Wow. Um, those are other things you have to prove as well, uh, which is sometimes becomes a little bit difficult. Um, but it, it's again, in New York State, it's proving the actual damages. That's where the issue is. You know, like, what are your damages just because someone spread some false gossip about you you know do you have did you suffer anything did you lose some business contracts did this thing cost you money to fix the harm you know that's where the difficult part comes and you know we get a lot of calls here for oh this person at this office said something about me okay well how did it affect you i'm just upset about it you know well we can't take suits just because you're upset you actually have to have damages hmm. you know so you know, yeah, because I've wanted to sue people over defamation just because they said something to me. Well, hell, you could sue anyone for anything, whether or not it's successful is another story. But well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I've always, I've always thought like, what are the thresholds for me to go after? You know, like this person because I know they're talking about me. Um, they're probably really not talking about me, but <laughs> I was probably paranoid. Yeah, paranoid. <laughs> I was probably r wicked, wicked paranoid. So, just, well, that's good to know. Well, then just push them over. Just push them over. <laughs> you got to go the extra mile and change your story a little bit to see if it's actually spreading from their uh -oh. speaking. Victoria, are you a pro at defamation? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I can only. She seems like that type of girl. <laughs> she's a, that's, she gets her like side job is she go, she's like an online reputation ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> you are canceled. That's it. <laughs> Victoria has canceled you. Victoria is the cancel culture. Nice, nice. So, all right. So, I mean, I, like that one's pretty interesting. I mean, it was definitely something that I, um, I, 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 you know, was interested in and hearing more about. And now you've kind of explained it. Makes more sense. It makes me feel like I'm never, ever going to be able to sue someone for defamation. <laughs> so, I guess lucky me. We'll have to we'll have to start listening to some Cardi B. Yeah, no, office. exactly. So what do I have? Uh, well, it's it's along the lines of people talking negatively about other people. It's you know a lot of stories we hear online is about that uh, that McDonald's lady, and everyone's talking about her as a money grabber, uh, money grabber, and uh, she gets a lot of smack, so to speak, uh, being said around her. What did yeah. she end up giving? <laughs> How she much? Had? How much money did she? Well. Get? Um, let's see here. I can find. I can find that. Well, the verdict. The verdict ended up being by the jury a couple million, I believe. Mm -hmm. But the the judge ended up uh, doing what's called a remitter and basically lowered it a little bit. Um, but it, it's an interesting case that we hear about, you know. And me as an injury attorney, it's like these are the stories that spread the rumors that we're ambulance chasers, we're just in it for the money, etc. 
So this lady, uh, Stella, and I know I'm pretty familiar with this one, cause, um, but this lady, Stella Liebich, goes to a McDonald's, gets her coffee, the coffee cup opens, she spills it on herself and has like third degree burns. Um, and realistically, all she wanted was to help cover the medical bills. You know, the, and McDonald's basically told her to pound salt. So she ends up hiring this attorney. And again, all she wanted was help with her medical bills. And mm-hmm. they end up doing some investigation. They find out that they're serving coffee at near boiling temperatures at about 190 degrees, and it, which is excessively, excessively hot. They, you know, we go here to a local Dunkin' or Tim Hortons, it's usually about 165. Hmm. And for us, that's pretty darn hot. Could you imagine yeah. it being 190? No. Um, you, you know, it, it's going to instantaneously burn you. Uh, so the coffee spills on her she has all these burns they hire the attorney they go through this trial and the jury after hearing all the facts just said look at mcdonald's you guys not only need to pay her damages but you need to be punished because you guys had internal memos internal notes internal studies done that your coffee was too it was dangerously hot yeah and mcdonald's continued to ignore that and do nothing and one of the reasons it's so high because like in that Cardi B case, one of the awards is for punitive damages, which is to punish you, and it's to prevent you and other people from not doing this again. Now you talk about a multi-billion-dollar organization like McDonald's, and let's say they they said punitive damages of twenty grand, then what the heck do they care? What's twenty grand? That's yeah. not e- that's not even a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So they wanted to get something that would hurt them a little bit, and a couple million will do that. Um, well, when you look at it, they offered her $800, right? So as a large corporation, that's an insult to the woman. And, you know, I'm sure if she had a good attorney, like based on what we know, she didn't want them to settle out a huge lawsuit. She just wanted them to cover the medical. Yeah, and, and that brings us back to, you know, not to uh, plug for what we do here, but, you know, that's what we do is we're we're not asking these insurance companies or or uh, places when we're we're um, representing a workers comp client you know for anything more than they're owed you know and most of the time these insurance companies come back with really really low offers and uh you know it's just something that we like fighting for yeah no and these this lady's life was affected in the mcdonald's case just like most of our clients are and you know, money can't solve all problems, but unfortunately in our legal system, since we can't award someone good health, you know, this is one way to um, essentially put someone back in a better position to try to alleviate some of the effects in, on their life, you know, because money will assist them down the road. And in this case, it was McDonald's who clearly was not only negligent, but they were reckless and they didn't care about the customers when they're serving basically boiling water and saying, here, drink boiling water. Drink boiling you know? water. Yeah, and they had over, what does it say, 700 reports of people burning themselves. I mean, eventually somebody was going to come forward and, oh, you yeah. know. I remember when McDonald's coffee was that hot. Um, I, like, I could never drink it. Now, crazy. <laughs> now I drink it all the time. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to be an ad for McDonald's. The thing that struck me about the whole thing was when I had heard the story uh, about the hot coffee old lady, um, it had been told to me that she was driving and she was actually driving her car at the same time while she was like putting in 
in like uh, coffee and that's not the or putting in like milk and sugar or whatever and that's not the case which her grandson was actually driving she was in the passenger seat they were in a parked car mm -hmm. in a parking lot and you know this this just went went awry you know so I mean like that thing that just blew my mind because well, somehow I said heard she didn't she took the blame if you know oh, yeah, look, she, that she acknowledged the spill was her fault but they didn't acknowledge that their coffee was boiling hot you no know doubt. it's crazy well no. it's just you know as attorneys we got to think about did that company put a client at risk or a customer or someone in the public and here you know, it is foreseeable that someone might spill coffee a little bit. I don't know if you drink coffee or anyone listening drinks coffee, but from what I know about coffee is people spill it. And, you know, when you spill it, you're usually kind of around it. So if I spill the pot of boiling water on my, you know, in my vicinity, I'm going to get some splash back. Some of it's going to land on me and I'm going to burn myself. Yeah. So it was foreseeable that somebody would actually spill this and it would cause a burn. And because of that foreseeability, that's how they ended up coming up with liability because, hey, you knew it was hot, you knew someone could spill this on themselves, and yet you did nothing about it. You know? Yeah, and you know what? I'm really glad that this case happened because now that I think about it, about six months ago, I was getting coffee from a place, I won't name any places, and when they handed it to me, they handed like their hand like clawing the top so it was, it, you know, so their hand was like a claw. And what happened was they squeezed too hard and the cup caved in. And when they, and they kind of like threw it inside my car. That's how everyone gets coffee. You just throw the plat the styrofoam cup at them, right? Yeah. So, so then it was all over my jeans. It was all over the floor of my car. And uh, they were very apologetic, but I was just like, oh, I'm really glad this wasn't any hotter because man, that hurt. It hurt real bad. And it's not only that, like, uh, depending on what coffee shop you're talking about, we actually do have one or two cases about coffee burns. And, you know, some of the pictures from these burns are um, grotesque, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really like I, I'm thinking one coffee place off the top of my head. There's multiple different kinds of tops they use and you never know which one you're going to get. And if it's not one of these tops, if it's not secured properly, you know, it's one little pinch and the top pops off. Yeah. And guess what? Most of us get our coffees in the morning while driving. So you're driving, you squeeze it, you know, because you have to hold it, and you start taking your sip and you spill it all over yourself. If it's hot enough, it comes a pretty bad burn. And, you know, our one client that we have ended up needing, you know, I, like some skin grafting. It was mm. pretty bad. Yeah. And that was, that was an issue where the coffee was at, like, right at the edge of the threshold of what's servable and what isn't. But the top, you know, when you get them from this place, they just pop off all the time if they're not 100% secured. They just pop off. Yeah. Glad I'm not a coffee drinker. Ah, uh, yeah, see, you had to throw that in there not, now. Yeah, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm an, I'm an iced coffee yeah. connoisseur. Uh, so I'm I never lover. have to worry about the burn. No. I do the French vanilla from there, so, and from all the coffee places. And I, some I, cafe mochas, which is like... Hot chocolate. Yeah, that's not really. That's coffee. not really coffee. <laughs> no. So then I don't drink coffee. Then is whatever. It's coming to the consensus. Wait, so you just don't? What about like iced coffee, but with no like milk or sugar or or ice or uh, ice? I I can't. The bitterness. It's too the much. Bitterness. Oh. See, I love the bitterness. It's I like I like my coffee black. 
It's the new drive taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> no, that <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep our first episode here a little short, just to kind of like do it. But what? But folks. Let's go around and say what we learned today. So, Allison, did you learn know. anything today? Uh, be careful if I start drinking coffee of the lid. Yeah, definitely. And uh, stay away from Josh and, you know, the winter months driving in a parking lot with his kids. <laughs> well, hopefully what we everyone learned is don't drive for the first time in the snow while getting a fresh hot cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. while defaming Cardi famous Man. people. Exactly. Exactly. Because you'll probably burn yourself. Yeah. So, so you just can't go on YouTube and start calling people names and saying that they have stuff. So that's what I learned today. How about you, Victoria? Um, I learned that maybe I need to take my driving lessons a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, although I've never ridden with Victoria, though, you've, you've been in my car a couple times. I think I'm all right. You know, when we had to go, go to meetings, um, but man, I don't know. I think I think you're a safe driver. I you just look like a safe driver. You know those people. Oh. There's people that look like safe drivers and people that don't look like safe drivers. You both don't look like safe drivers. You are Josh. But I always think it's the people Victoria that's unex- unexpected. I'm a mm-hmm. safe driver. I only cause like three accidents a year. Okay. Well, only three. <laughs> only You've three. driven with me, so I mean, I know oh, that's I didn't right. make I've the car sec. Yeah, you didn't make me car That's sick, so that was that was a plus. She got a really yeah. good suspension in her car. She drives <laughs> yeah. a caddy. That's right. Yeah, she does have a caddy, so it's just like kind of floating. You're That's like, right. As you drive down the road, you just float over bumps. Um, now, I have the sports suspension. Um, Josh has the sports suspension in the Corvette. That that was a little tough for me to ride in as well it's as a passenger. Be, it's supposed to be one of the better suspensions out there for a sports car, too. Oh, yeah, for the sports car, it's amazing. It's a, a the thing is, thing is a piece of, piece of engineering gold. I think my biggest pride is I was able to get someone to fall asleep in the back seat. I was that calm down the road. Really? Yeah. Was it a little kid? No, it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. We were, he wasn't worried. We were driving down the interstate, and we were driving. It was a long day, and we were just driving home. And I looked up in my rearview mirror, and he was. Out in the back seat. I was like, wow. He was out, man. I didn't want to hit the brakes too hard. You're I was a good afraid. driver then if your parents are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, for uh, for Josh Ramos, Allison, Victoria, and myself, John, have a good day. Enjoy.